What shall we look at this evening? This is Jen. Jen. Um, so let's see. I um, am really appreciating the focus right now. Um, I mean, it's always the focus, but <laughs> the reminders of um, that we really don't have to be engaged with, um, well, we really don't have to be engaged with conditioned mind at all including when we realize we have been, that I don't need to kind of go, okay, now, gosh, what were the components of that and what exactly were the, what was going on? And that it's just enough to see that, aha, there it was. Okay, got it. And then to turn my attention back here. Mm. So you're you're really appreciating the focus that that when we realize that we've been in, in, engaged with conditioned mind, we don't really have to, you know, look at the components and say, okay, so what was involved? We just have, we just drop it and get back here. Mm-hmm. Which, as you reflect that back, um, it's interesting because I feel like, an, an, well, I don't know if it's another theme. It's certainly been a theme for me for quite a while in my own practice, which is that's not the same as an idea of, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to look at conditioned mind. And an idea of turning the attention back here, it's so, the like an abstraction of it. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, you're not talking about an idea of not looking at conditioned mind, an abstraction of it. You're talking about not looking at conditioned mind and just coming back here. Which I guess the reason I say that is that something that's so, I don't know, crucial and helpful in my own practice is that 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 coming back here is coming back here to be, and that could be anything, you know, whatever's going on here. Um, And that can include all kinds of things. Um, And I feel like the... Um, let's see, what I say? I, I feel like that, you know, we say things like practice is fun and when we're practicing, we're happy and things like that. And, and it feels like that place where we talk about all of those have capital letters, like capital F fun, capital H happy because it's not, it's like an experience of it. So let me let me just give you an example. Um, mm-hmm. So I was this afternoon, late in the afternoon. I just realized, oh, there's just stuff going on, and it, you know, it's one of those where it's not like a dramatic, like oh, something's terrible or that kind of thing. I just noticed, wow, I'm not, I don't know, I'm just not really here. I'm not really in well-being. There's sort of a a low-grade conversation, and mm-hmm. so as I so I decided to just sit down for a second and hit record. And I did. And what immediately dropped in was this. Like, oh, that's right. I don't even need to walk through the components of 
And so I just started to turn my attention to, I was in the garden, and the smell of the, the straw baking in the sun and just remembering how much our dog loved to be in the garden and, and that it felt like just truly turning an attention that, in that way to what's right here, right now, that is the happy. That is mm-hmm. the well-being. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So it, it, it was an experience of realizing that there was this low-grade identification going on, just, just not in well-being. So you sat down, hit record, and what was there was the smell of the straw baking in the sun and the memory of the, how much the dogs loved the garden. And that, that is the well-being. That, mm-hmm. is, it, that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess the, that's what feels so fun about, especially that last this last week of each of the months of the year-long retreat, that that focus on actually practicing the movement. You know, not mm-hmm. again, not thinking about it. So not like, okay, I'm I'm suffering. So now I'm going to turn my attention to. <laughs> it's so subtle because you can say turn your attention to love. But you're, as Sherry always says, your experience of love. It's got to be your experience of love, not like, mm-hmm. oh, I really should be feeling love right now, but I'm not feeling love right now, but the experience mm-hmm. of it. So anyway, yeah. I'm not, I realize I'm not one of those places where, I, as I'm saying it, I'm like, right, that's what we always say. But it's just fun to have the direct experience of it. Well, yeah, yeah, because what you're pointing at is, is so you're, you're actually describing the experience of turning away from the identification and to the experience of, in this case, loving or what, whatever. Not a mm-hmm. thought about it, but the yeah. actual experience. Yep. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, thank you. Phil? Phil and then Penny. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was uh, going to, to uh, start by saying something like what uh, we were just talking about, but I had I had unmuted, but not star, un, you know, star sixed. Oh, so, uh-huh. but this is good because uh, I the conversation is kind of like how I felt today. Um, just that um, low grade. Um, at first, to start out, it's kind of just, well, start out great, and then there was so much to do and so many different things to do that I, I could feel my body getting kind of um, more riled up, you know, like in my chest area and stuff, and and uh, just started feeling a little bit agitated, and I, could, I knew I was, you know, identified, and um, so then all that... Um, kind of, uh, it didn't go away, but it was just there was nothing there uh, at that point going on. You know, everything else kind of stopped uh, the activities or whatever it is I had to do, but I was my body was still like uh, revved up, let's put it like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't a lot going on externally, but the body was still kind of revved up. Yeah, because in the most of the day there was lots going on. Then it calmed mm-hmm. down, but the I could still feel the body revved up. 
And um, so I, um, but the interesting thing was, so it looked at, it was time to meditate. So I went to meditate and I could feel everything and I just meditated, you know, uh, just sat uh, sat there and um, didn't try to do anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, didn't try to make anything go away, didn't try. It, it was, it just felt so kind of restful, but, you know, the mind was, it wasn't what you'd call it, you know. The, I know there's no good meditation or bad meditation, <laughs> but it, it was one of those kind of active meditations. Mm-hmm. But I noticed as soon as it was, as it was getting into to it more and as it was over, that all that had gone, all the bodily sensations, everything had gone, and I was just back, so whatever, you know, back here, I will just describe it like that, you know, just mm-hmm. back to regular. Yeah, so you were sitting with all of that revved up feeling that had accumulated through the day and was still there. You were sitting, meditating. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, it was a, it was an active meditation, and you were just sitting there with it all, and by the time the meditation was over, you could feel it all sort of settle down. And that it was sort well, of that. Yeah, yeah, it had settled. It was gradually settling down. But what the interesting thing I, no- I noticed afterwards that I did nothing to yeah. <laughs> to create that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's, that's I a bit nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the beautiful part about Zen is that it just happens. When we, you know, take the step either to record or take the step to meditate, regardless of how you're feeling, you know, just, yeah. and um, and then, yeah, I was hoping there was a call because it, it wasn't on a, any calendar or anything that I had. So um, I just, you know, I've turned on the phone and called in and could tell there was because it was muted. <laughs> but um, uh-huh. it, it, it was just, you know, just things started to to flow again, rather than me being, uh, as it was kind of today, struggling with the stuff that was yeah. happening. You know, in some ways. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? You weren't. There was no struggling with the stuff. Just, there was just showing up, just taking the step, like you said, to meditate or record and listen, or in this case, get on the call and. And it it is the thing about Zen. It just happens. Yeah, rather than, you know, um, in that place where we're trying to, the eyes trying to make it happen or, yeah. or um, it, it is, it just, it, I, right now as I look back, it is the, a perfect difference between trying to row upstream or trying to just flow down, you know, with the stream. Go with it, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because because there's no I. Oh, go ahead. Well, just like when I said that, I was like, yeah, we have to row upstream, but we can just flow downstream because we don't have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a good point. Yeah, it requires a lot of effort, and you have to row to get upstream. But if you just turn the boat around and go with the flow, you just get to float downstream. And sort yeah. of what you, what you were describing in your meditation, you were just sitting there with it all, just 
flowing. Yeah, okay. without even even though it you know wasn't wasn't like I was really centered or whatever you know we would like it, uh, whatever conditioning would like to think of as a more calm peaceful meditation. But yeah, so I was just sitting there letting it mm-hmm. all happen, and, yeah. and 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 there there and and I and it just happened. It wasn't no big deal. I just went out, got some dinner, and made the call, and you know. <laughs> So I yeah. think that's so cool. About it is so cool. Isn't our it? practice, yeah, yeah. Uh, it all just happens, and we're there for it. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Phil. Penny, um, I was just struck by um, the well, this both of these shares, but um, I had this something of an experience. I think that was being described. This afternoon, um, a while ago, I related this story in group about um, uh, a doctor who was uh, conducting, uh, um, who was a heart surgeon, and she was teaching students about heart surgery. And she said, when you finish this operation, you have to close this artery, and you have one minute to do it. And if you don't do it in one minute, the patient will die. And she said, and so... You have to learn to take your time, mm-hmm. and I have loved that uh, because it you know it isn't what you think she's going to say. Right. <laughs> and I love I have loved that, and I I use it so much. And so I, I was just thinking today about you know I, I, when when Jen was talking about um, you, you find yourself in a place, and there's a way to move to a different place that doesn't involve thinking about moving to a different place or mm-hmm. you know getting into how do I do that or anything. And I had that experience. I've used that that statement about you have to learn to take your time a lot. And today I was working on a project I've been doing for days in my yard that's very physically demanding, and I was just pooped toward the end of the day. And you know, it was a kind of moment when it's pot, when, you, when I would start to sort of rush and get careless and hmm. and um, – and I and, and I thought I have to learn to take my time. And when I say when I said that, and when I do say that, it just what, what happens is it's really a way of saying get here, let's get here. Mm-hmm. And and I did. And I realized I needed to slow down. And yes, I'm tired, but um, I need to slow down and pay attention to where the tools go, and you know, and what has to happen before I go inside. And it it takes is a kind of um, is a kind of confusion and frenzy that conditioning would like to use, especially when I'm fatigued, mm-hmm. that tells me uh, this is how you get out of being fatigued and how you can get in, you know, how you can, you know, get someplace else. And the only way to get someplace else is to get here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so in saying I have to learn to take my time, it just slowed me right down. And, there, mm-hmm. and the fun thing is when that happens, there is no rush. Mm-hmm. When I'm in conditioning... More. It feels very rushed, but when that happens, there is no rush. It's so clear there is no rush, and there's just the next thing to do, and there and there doesn't have to be any analysis of it or or anything. It's just that movement that changes everything. Mm, it so is, and it is yeah. And the way you laid it out is so clear that there you are in this project, aware that you're physically tired, that there's this rush or frenzy that can come in. And, start, and that's when things can start getting careless. And, and it dropped in to just say that that's when, that's when we have to take our time. And to, that movement is what it's really saying is it's time to be here, time to yeah. get 
year. And that's what you were, that's the movement that happened in though, in that way that you just described. It wasn't a thinking about it. It wasn't a, oh, I really should get here or, oh, I better be, and then it was just the movement itself. Yeah, and it's one of those things that, you know, as we sometimes say in practice, so nothing's different, but everything is different. So mm-hmm. I, I was still tired. Um, mm-hmm. There was still stuff to put away. There was still stuff to do. But the whole relationship with that was completely altered. Yeah, yeah. It, everything is still the same on the content level, we might say, but everything is different. The whole relationship with it is different. And if I... If I step back and try to analyze why that works, I'm right back in conditioning. So yeah. the thing that's been fun for me about that, thing that's been fun for me about that statement is that I don't analyze it. I just I find it that when that statement arrives, I arrive. When that statement arrives, I arrive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No analyzing because that's a whole different process. Just when that that's statement right. arrives, I arrive. Right. Mm. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, thank you, Penny. Jan. Michael, this is Pasha. Jan, Michael, and Pasha. Here, Rebecca. Hi. Hey. Um, we'll go. Hey, we'll go. Jan, Michael, and then Pasha. Okay. Jan. Yeah. Um, well, I had a had an experience this last week that um, caught my attention. And just this conversation on, well, our focus on loving and the conversation tonight just brought it back. And I was, I don't even remember what happened, but the message that came through to me was that came from love. And it caught my attention because what had just happened, and I don't remember what it was, was not a particularly what we'd call positive thing. Mm. And yet the message came through loud and clear that came from love. And mm. where that's taken me is, <laughs> you know, who knows? Uh, I mean, I don't pretend to know where that came Well, where that's taken me is just that maybe the message there is everything comes from love, as Sherry has, keeps pointing us to. That if we look mm. underneath whatever is going on or, Whatever we're experiencing, it, it's, it, its origin is love. At least that's the message I've been getting. Mm-hmm. And it, I, it's, uh, yeah, it's just been pretty, uh, pretty amazing to, to have heard it and then to be watching, you know, what came from that. Yeah, yeah. So there's this thing that you experienced, and the message that came through was very clear that this came from love. And that, that wasn't something that you would have thought would have come from love, but that, that, that was the clear message that you received. And it occurs to you that maybe what that's pointing to is that really everything comes from love. Underneath it all, underneath everything, it's all coming from love. Yeah, and as you're reflecting that, what I was saying is for some, for whatever reason, receiving that message opened up that possibility along with the guidance that we've been getting. Mm-hmm. Look, and, you know, look to see where everything comes from is, what I've, is the way I've been hearing it. And then I hear that, and then it's like, wow, this is, <laughs> maybe this is true. Maybe I should be paying attention 
to just that for a while. And, mm. uh, wow, talk about um, practicing loving when mm. you're looking, well, like we always say, when you're looking for something, that's your, well, there's all different ways we say it, but basically that's going to be your experience because that's, that's the focus. Mm-hmm. So really the, the, um, the opening, you experience the opening to the love when that message came through. And so the guy, and you, and it resonates with the guidance that's been given of looking, you know, looking for the love. When we're looking for the love, that's when we'll find it. And so, boy, talk about being open to the loving, to the love and the loving. Yeah, it just can't be avoided. <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> like, oh, maybe I should be looking for this more. <laughs> well, and the, and the other thing, and I don't, I, I really have no idea if, um, I want to say if they go hand in hand, but they've come up at the same time, and that is, recently in the last few days having the experience the way I would describe it is the um, the space between the thoughts mm-hmm. and I've always you know conditioned mind always is trying to figure that one out mm-hmm. um, and and I don't usually give it much time to, to look at that because it doesn't go anywhere but then to have the experience when I was sitting outside not in formal sitting and go and just in a place of, it wasn't that familiar. I don't know how else to describe it. It's not that I didn't know it, but it wasn't that familiar. That um, doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. And it just dropped in like um, this came from love, was uh, the thought, you know, the space between the thoughts. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. But it was just this place of peace, uh, and I thought, wow, I, as we practice all of this through our really year-long retreat, I'm just um, sort of dumbfounded by the openings, all this mm-hmm. opening and the experience of that. And it, it, it's almost like I hesitate to put it to words because it, it doesn't seem to do it justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. it... Um, I'm grateful that others have attempted to put it to words because then it feels like there's a greater chance of recognizing it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you when you put it into words, attempt to, and and when others have have put it into words, it, it makes it where it's a, there's a greater access to the experience ourselves or or recognition of the experience ourselves. Something like the space between the thoughts. You know, that's, yeah, like that's a, a hard thing to, to but like you said, ego will try to noodle about what that means, but of course it can't, it can't show us what that means. <laughs> but you had the experience of it sitting out there outside just, just for whatever length of time. Of, oh, yeah, yeah, without, and, and I guess the other thing that's dropping in is just not without evaluation or trying to obtain it or anything else. It just is. Right. And yeah. uh, what a what a gift. Yeah, what a gift. Oh, yeah. Without any evaluation, without any trying. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. Michael. 
Hi, Rebecca. Um, I, I've i heard that story about the heart surgeon, I guess, before, and uh, I really like it. And uh, mm-hmm. what, dropped, what dropped in as I heard it again tonight is um, for my for my work, I moved big amounts of money from one place to another, and conditioning tries to come in with, uh, you know, you're going to screw it up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to screw it up. It's going to be a big problem. And um, so I've noticed that there's there's kind of two conditioned processes, which is the first one is kind of like try to just try to rush through it and, and get it done. And then uh, on the other end of the continuum is like uh, sort of slow and sort of this repeated self-doubt into kind of a paralysis. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I – what I what I noticed is that I need to just be here and do it. So it goes, the money goes from here to here, this much money on this date, and then click the button. And so it uh, it requires being present. I mean, it's not complicated. There's nothing complicated about it, except I guess with most things in life, things are not complicated until um, I start paying attention to conditioning and yeah. worrying about how I'm going to screw something up. Yeah, yeah. So the voice that's either rushing you, rushing you, rushing you, or putting you in this kind of fear paralysis is what it is what complicates it. It's the voices that complicate anything. And so what's really what's really called for is presence, just this, just a, the presence of okay. This is where it is. This is where it's going on this day. Click, and in the, and in the <laughs> present, you kind of ex- escape either of those conditions to continuum. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and there's two other aspects of it that I've noticed is that I, I, uh, it, with my boss, his in in his language at least, things are either right or wrong, and this is a mistake or this is not a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of, it kind of grates with my experience of done practice, you know, where, you know, nothing's right or wrong. It's, it's just what is. And, um, and so I noticed that I, I used to be, I think because of him, I used to be afraid of making mistakes. And um, my relationship with him has changed over a couple of years. And um, I'm not afraid of him anymore, which has made me sort of less afraid of these, quote, mistakes, unquote. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you notice that over time, as your relationship with your boss has changed and the way that that, his language would grate on you about this is wrong or that, you know, (laughs) as that has changed, then so is your relationship with this fear of making mistakes. But that's not there anymore. Yes, yes, yes. And as you say that, I, uh, it's really helpful to see that process across different content of um, making a mistake and sort of losing the fear of making a mistake or realizing that there's no such thing. And, um, you know, in not, not just this work area, but seeing it in other areas as well is just incredibly valuable and so helpful. 
Uh-huh. So, so you're seeing that not only in this work situation, but in other areas of your life, this whole thing of making a mistake or not making a mistake. And that's to, to see it across other areas is really helpful. Yeah, incredibly so. And the other thing, um, I, uh, I've heard the, I think I heard the guide talk about this, or maybe I'm making it up, but, um, you know, because she talks about construction, you know, which she used to do. And, you know, if you make a mistake, then you just undo it. <laughs> and then you redo it correctly. Um, and uh, so um, kind of like, what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you see a mistake, you undo it, and you redo it. What's the big deal? You know, <laughs> it doesn't have to. Yeah, be and there was probably. Time. Yeah, there's probably a big learning that happened in the process. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, big learning that can happen in that process. Yeah, and when I, um, one of my favorite stories about this is some um, entrepreneur. He started his first business. And, and that failed, and then he started a second business, and, and that one failed, and then he started a third business, which is turned into a big computer company, right? Mm-hmm. So were the first two really failures, mm-hmm. or were they just part of the learning of how to do things, <laughs> mm-hmm. which, got, which yeah. got clearer as time went on? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's sort of what you're pointing to with the language of mistakes. Is that really a failure then? If it, or, or, or is that really something else? Or were those important learning aspects to wherever, you know, that, that helped contribute to his successful business? Yes, yes, yes. It's like hearing, um, hearing the guide say, you know, consistently <laughs> for, 20 years, uh, that there's no such thing as a mistake. And then, like, that, like, at first it's like, well, uh, <laughs> not sure about that. <laughs> but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to verbally fight it, but, I'll, you know. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of, like, the, the truth of it just kind of slowly, yeah. slowly seeps in as I hear it over and over. And it, it's, it's just... Uh, you know, it's a thing of beauty, that, that process of practice over time, and I, I wouldn't change any bit of it or the resistance to that idea over time. Or, you know, it's just, it's just how, how I learn. Yeah. Well, because there it is, isn't it? The same thing again, like the entrepreneur. Is, you know, so if, if there's no resistance, if, if there's not a problem, with the first two failures and then the successful companies, and there you are. Are you here the idea? Mm, I don't know. That notion that there's no such thing as mistakes? I don't know. I'm gonna, <laughs> over time, it, it gradually sinks in and takes you to where you are, or contributes anyway, to where you are today with that. With yes, that and history. as you reflect that, I see that... Um, it's really a, it's a, um, it facilitates me to get here. If there's no such thing as a mistake, then I can just be here and pay as much attention as I can here and be attentive to this here now. I'm not sort of 
in my head trying to figure out, is this a mistake? Is this, is this the right thing to do? Is this not the right thing to do? And um, so I see how that um, removes an obstacle to being mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So if you're not, if, you, if there's no such thing a mistake, as a mistake, it really removes the obstacle so that you, you, you don't have to be up in the mind going, well, I don't know, is this insane? You can really just be <laughs> whatever it is that you're, that you're doing or that you're with. Mm. Yes. Thank you, Rebecca. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Pasha. Yes. Thank you. Um, um, I'm looking at the process of uh, love um, and focus of uh, loving with um, um, this month's focus and also Mm -hmm. going through the um, uh, period of um, 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 uh, my mom uh, in faraway country is uh, in the process of uh, transition and uh, mm-hmm. um, mm, kind of um, a rapid health decline and health care. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you're looking at at the at the process of love and loving and with the circumstances going on in your life with your mom in a faraway country and rapid yeah. health decline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, when I turn my attention to loving, um, uh, I, feel, I feel that um, love and that connection that we build uh, over uh, years and with practice, it it became um, it became that uh, practice of uh, religious observances. You know mm-hmm. that um, that our uh, weekly calls uh, became um, regular and religious, and um, uh, such a connection that uh, that um, grew over time. Mm. Yeah, that practice of religious observances, that those week, those weekly calls that you had became, and connecting, became a real religious observance of the love, of the loving that you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were and, and, mm-hmm. and what I see that loving is, um, um, is, is, um, is, um, is loving. It's not uh, kind of uh, receiving so much love or giving love. It's it's being in love in that space where uh, we meet together, uh, and there is um, um, uh, there is something about um, uh, when I go to that place. Uh, you know that place is accessible is available, and I know um uh another person goes in there and um um but that place is 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 here mm-hmm. I don't know how if I'm describing it um correctly mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I, I really see. I, I mean, it's, I think I'm with you. That, there, mm-hmm. that what you're describing is a when you would be with her, it would it would really be like you were in love together. Mm-hmm. But there, it wasn't yeah. so much a somebody giving or somebody receiving the love. It was yeah. more of the place that you went and where you were loving. You were yeah. in love with one another. Yeah. And and what I see, um, you know, with the long distance, it takes um, um, kind of a, it takes an effort of organizing, you know, putting this together, and mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's more valuable, you know, and um, it's uh, it's it's a ritual, um, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of um, going with that ritual, it creates also something uh, valuable and uh, precious that. Um, you know, that kind of grows out of that uh, by itself. It's not me doing, it's, um, um, you know, that participation um, that brings up um, that um, connection, that tenderness, that um, that place of uh, loving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the ritual that brings up the ritual of you know of, of all of the arrangements that are made to actually meet together in this way like that that brings up the experience of loving in this way but that it sort of makes the space for it yes and and also i'm i'm seeing uh you know last few days being in a in a loving place of um, grieving or kind of um, you know in love uh, uh, if uh, I feel like uh, losing but it's not losing love it's um, it's uh, you know the experience of love is also hard uh, losing that um, personal that connection and um, um, there, is, there is a grieving process of um, which is also part of uh, that loving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're noticing a grieving process, but it's not a loss of the love. It's actually, um, I think you said that it's actually part of the loving process. Yeah. Yeah, and I had a few moments uh, of um, kind of glimpses uh, seeing Pasha in that process and uh, noticing uh, different body sensations. You know, one day there was uh, this um, kind of um, uh, kind of uh, something was in the heart and then another day it moved to a stomach and then uh, and then um, I felt like um, I, I see I see you, Pasha, going through this, and I'm with you, and I am loving you, and you just going through this process, and that also felt loving, like um, um, 
Yeah, like somebody is going through the new process, and uh, I'm I'm there uh, with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you you could see Tasha going through this, mm-hmm. the and and feel the sensations of something in the chest and the heart, and then and and it was very much like the same process that you that the loving process. You were with him who was going through this, and that also was love. Yeah. And uh, another unusual thing happened in that um, few days when, uh, as I'm going through that, also my uh, external child noticed, uh, you know, what's happening with Papa, and uh, he also expresses his, um, sympathy and understanding and all of a sudden we are there together mm-hmm. and um, and I'm feeling that you know, oh, he's, he's another love and he's another mm-hmm. loving and, and express this sympathy as a connection and it's uh, you know, in the, in the child words, it sounds uh, so cute mm-hmm. 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 So here, so your son noticed what's going on with Papa and expressed mm-hmm. some concern and and um, and love, and you felt the same the same process and noticed, oh, here it is again. Here it is the loving with him, and to hear it expressed in his voice is so cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Uh-huh, and, uh, yeah, and also, uh, of course, I saw the cognition process trying to, like, create, uh, oh, my God, drama, you know, with, like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Do I, like, urgently run to buy a ticket and, like, how I'm going to figure out through the, you know, COVID and uh, all mm-hmm. the stuff and, like, I have to solve all these problems and so on of, like, um uh, you know, like panic and um, mm-hmm. uh, urgency, uh, kind of our favorite tools of conditioning. Mhm, mhm. So you saw those con- those tools of conditioning try to get started. Oh no! I, you know, do I need to get a ticket and try to figure out how to get over there with all the urgency? You saw that try to come in. Yes. Drama. It- yeah, and and also I see, uh, you know, what's a stark difference. You know, here's the person experiencing uh, loving and grieving and all these um, human emotions, you know, and here's a conditioned mind that doesn't even understand, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on. It's just like made up stories and fantasies and stuff that is... Um, you know, become revealed because he he is the big um, kind of experiences, and he is the, such a fake um, mm-hmm. stories uh, kind of on the topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't know what's going on. It's 
it it there's this real loving and grieving and real experiences going on and then there's the conditioning this kind of this fake doesn't even it doesn't it doesn't even know what it has to kind of create that sort of urgency or whatever to try to yeah it it just you could just see the contrast between the two places it sounds like Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah and it was even um uh, for someone it was even humorous to see that uh Mm -hmm. how um how disconnected and how I uh, I looked at a place of like uh, where was the quote uh, somewhere in the monastery about you know what's a happy life when uh, uh, grandfather dies and father dies and the child dies you know that's mm-hmm. that's a happy life uh, mm-hmm. and and here we are going through the you know steps of a happy life uh, yeah. why why there is such a uh, you know, he is what's, what uh, tries to create unhappiness, all this yeah. urgency and, and drama and, and panic um, yeah. while we are um, in, in, um, you know, in the middle of the process from, yeah. from which I'm, I feel like I cannot even separate myself. It's hard mm-hmm. to go to conditioned mind because uh, I cannot leave Pasha for long while he's walking slowly through this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can even see it so clearly that it's almost humorous that it's trying to, uh, to stir all this up in what is actually a natural, even a happy process of life. Grandfather dies, mm-hmm. father dies, son dies, you know, child dies, mm-hmm. and that and and you can see all that and see that that's just what ego does and there's and you just can't leave pasha in this in this um place where he is just walking slowly through this big life process and you wouldn't want to leave him to go into this other thing <laughs> this condition yeah. thing yeah yeah I could be grateful for these experiences that bring in such a um, bring me in such a connection with life. It mm-hmm. it just becomes ridiculous to go do anything else. You know, yeah. here we are, uh, and um, um, you know, the, every moment in life is available to go to such a, uh, deep places of of wonder. Mm of loving, of connection that um that that that's amazing that's um uh, available to us. Mm-hmm. What a good point. That every moment of life is mm-hmm. like that of wonder or loving and connection and why would we ever want to leave that to go yes. with condition mind, no matter what it yes. is. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pasha. Sure. Sure. this is Ashwini. Ashwini. So I I I've been um, exploring energy lately, and this mm-hmm. thing that we talk about 
that tired is a conversation and conditioned mind. I'm sorry, I think I might have missed a word. Do you, you've been looking at energy, and then you've been seeing, looking at something about being tired of a conversation and conditioned mind? Well, that that tired is a conversation and conditioned mind. Oh, right? tired is a conversation. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. And just noticing when that's true. So um, it's, it's, it's like watching when tired is a conversation and when tired is something that's different. And so I've had this experience of uh, being exhausted by everything that's going on during the day and reaching the end of the day and going, I just can't do one more thing. I can't do, I can't, there's nothing left to give. Mm-hmm. And then to, to watch a call come in or, uh, so, so, you know, we were, we were talking about people very far away who, who we love, and because of time zone differences, my parent happens to live, you know, 13 and a half hours on the other side and is, is having a very difficult time. And so uh, there's a way in which the beginning of her day is the end of mine. And, and to watch that place of I, I, there's, no, there's, no more, there's nothing left to give and watching how life kicks in to be present to someone else and that mm-hmm. and the tiredness dissipate because the attention has moved from that sense of physical uh, what feels like a physical lack of energy to being wholly present to someone else and it's just being able to cross that threshold of i'm too tired mm-hmm. and move into that place of it's not i'm giving but there's some there's a, some infinite capacity here that can that can give love, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just a it's a it's very interesting to know the nuance of that and just exploring it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just exploring the experience of of really feeling, or or at least. In, well, yeah, being at the end of the day and feeling totally exhausted, like you don't have enough energy for one more thing, and then there is this one more thing. <laughs> you know, there is something mm-hmm. that is requires you to show up, and and you want to show up for I project, and really want you know really want to be there, and watching the inner the attention or something show up for that in a way that. Uh, feels very similar to what we were just talking about with that place of loving. Yes, that, that, that it is really a shift of attention because if, if I had looked at it at one level, it would have been, that's it, there's nothing there. And yet, as soon as the attention shifted into love, there was energy that was available. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's one kind of, of, of place and then noticing that, that that happens usually only if um, the the energy of exhaustion is related to ment- to, being, to, to, to mental activity mm-hmm. that if all day has been doing things that are, that are administrative or email related or, uh, you know, reading through legal documents or, you know, dealing mm-hmm. with conditioned systems, that it's, it's interesting because that's the other thing I've been playing with, which is how do, I, how, do I, how do I tap into that infinite energy 
for all of that as well so that exhaustion mm. is not that experience. Uh So how do you tap into that infinite energy for those kinds of tasks in the way that you would with, say, uh, being on a call with your mother that um, that when you find it there so that the exhaustion needn't be your experience in those the first category? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's hard because what what I've noticed is it requires an expansion of awareness that uh, that maybe I start out with, but then when the attention becomes very focused on something and the awareness collapses, then uh, that's when the exhaustion arrives. It's almost mm-hmm. as if the channel has to be open 100% and the energy flowing at 100% in order for the exhaustion not to happen. In other words, mm-hmm. all of awareness needs to be available for all of the energy to be available. And if the channel Mm -hmm. closes, then I recognize the exhaustion at the end because it hasn't used all the available energy. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so so basically when when your attention is very, very focused, you can feel awareness collapse, like say you're reading a thick document or something, then then and you're very focused, awareness collapses, and what you're finding is that the, the awareness has to be expanded and the channel opened 100% in order for that energy to flow through. And that's what seems to hold off uh, or, you know, keep away the, from happening the exhaustion. And, and yes. you're looking yes. at how, how yeah. How do we do Well, Well, I, I was doing an exercise where I have this really cute thing next to my desk and there's a, with setting a timer and going up every five minutes while reading a legal document to turn my attention to say to say something to that cute thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. that forces the aperture to stay open. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 I mean, there's a way in which the, the condition process would say that's not productive enough, but, but to shift the attention in order to open the aperture of awareness does really does really, uh, at least, I, I don't know, I'm still playing with it, I'm still practicing with it to see if that makes a difference and it seems to. And it does seem to, is that what you said? Well, I, it certainly is my experience that when, when there's that laughter or a, a delight or, uh, a, you know, this, this little thing that is completely, uh, for me, an, an embodiment, the thing that I interview a lot, right, an embodiment mm-hmm. of sweet love, then mm-hmm. just to turn your attention and see it and smile, and it's, it's like looking up at the sky away from legally, mm-hmm. right, thick document, yeah. you know, yeah. there's, a, there's just a way in which the, the, the energy gets freed in some way, which I find yeah. really interesting to, to do that kind of interrupt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to interrupt, so set your timer for every five minutes and look at this really, really cute thing and say something cute, delightful, whatever, and you can feel the energy open up. And, of course, the conditioned mind tells you or the conditioned process tells you that's going to be uh, very inefficient. But what you're finding, or you know, at least preliminarily, you're still playing with it, is that that actually does free the energy it to for for you not, not mm-hmm. to not to deplete it 
That, that's right. And there, there was one more thing that, uh, that, that uh, oh, right. And so the other thing I've noticed is if it, it's a very, very intense kind of uh, day where there's one thing after another and there's just a thousand emails and a thousand phone calls and a, or what feels like that, that mm-hmm. um, that uh, it, 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 it's important it, it's the conversation about tired is not actually pointing to being tired but simply pointing to being tired it, it's actually an intelligence registering a requirement for attention to shift to a broader channel of of of, uh, of energy because it's what mm. it was. I think what we started out with. That we have to get here as soon as I. It's not that I need to work out where I've been or what I need to change, but I really need to pay attention to a dying amplitude of energy and realizing that it's not that I'm tired, which is what the voice is telling me. Mm-hmm. It's just simply that I need to turn and speak to my cute little companion sitting on my desk in order to mm-hmm. open up the channel of energy so that more energy is available to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that tired is, is really intelligence registering that that movement needs to happen. Of course, conditioning yeah. mind will take it and make it something else, but that, but that can really be your cue to turn to your cute little desk companion and expand the aperture, to open up the aperture. Absolutely, and it's something that I'm just realizing because what 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 uh, one or two things otherwise happens if the conversation is believed? It's either you go to distraction, I go to distraction in order to sort of change the energy, or you, you the 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 voice says just push through it, keep pushing mm-hmm. through it. Don't don't open the energy aperture and then you know find yourself at the end of five and a half hours feeling exhausted and depleted and the joy of having given all that energy in service of something I care about is not mine to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So either the energy gets dissipated through distraction and you don't get it, or you you get talked in, into pushing through so that at the end of the work period and you feel depleted, you don't get it. You don't get the pleasure of having given that that you know energy in service to something you care about. So either way, you you lose. That, it, precisely, and it, 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 uh, it, I love to train. And so the insight of paying attention to that process now makes so much more uh, available for doing it, the, doing the how differently. Uh-huh. The insights make it more available for doing the how differently. Because you, yeah. you love that process of training. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Anyone else? Hello? I've been exploring energy a lot um, over the last few days as well and um, there was this 
experience of energy that was really um, catching my attention just a couple of days ago where there were the sensations and thoughts that go with this state of depression, like a lot of energy and thoughts of um, this kind of panic reaction of, oh no, not this. Um, mm-hmm. And um, there was just like a sense of giving it over, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, it's like that clarity, um, like in that first conversation of where um, I don't want to give attention is letting the mind interpret what's going on and then work out like a process reason for that. And so, you know, mm-hmm. this is an effect, what's the cause? And, you know, um, so it was just like that giving over of um, I don't know and um, let life inform. And, mm-hmm. and it was like that, that, that like giving it over and then going into a sit, right? And just, just sitting. And, and, and having that experience of, of life informing. And it was like mm. showing me this thing that had been going on of that, you know, uh, the ego pipe operator, right? So the illusion that the human being is a pipe and that there's this ego pipe operator standing outside the pipe with its hand on the, um, I can picture it, but I don't know what you would call it, like the, a big, you know, like like on top of a spigot, like a big red dial, but a really big one uh-huh. <laughs> that you would uh-huh. need two hands to turn. Right? Uh-huh. Um, so this ego pipe operator with this whole orientation of um, this form of control of, I can't let this energy through unless I know what it is. Right? <laughs> um, like I have to know what it is before um, I can let it through. And, mm-hmm. like, this sense of no wonder there'd been this huge, like, repression, clampdown, building. Um, and it was like in that moment of seeing that, there was the, the being with. Mm. Yeah. So getting a, a big insight into the, the way that the energy has been running through, the, through you and or not, run, you know, because there's this image of this big pipe, this ego pipe operator who can only let the energy through, will only turn that thing and let it go if we know what it is. And so no wonder there's been this huge clampdown on, on it. And so what, what you had experienced, though, right before going into the sit was just letting go into don't know, just letting life, not needing to... Uh, understand it before you could experience it and just letting go into don't know. Yeah. 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 So I'm in the middle of this workshop where it really, like, with any moment, um, you know, I've never gone through it before. And so I'll, I'll just give you the, the kind of concrete example, concrete workshop. Um, so um, um, my grandmother is very close to the end of her life. We don't know exactly how close, but like closer than she's ever been. <laughs> and um, and uh, I noticed this whole um, repression process going on around it of 
somehow like so uh, this self-hate that had been hidden in plain sight that I'd never really seen before of I um, l- live and practice alongside people who have you know in some cases decades more life experience than I have and I noticed this um, you know how hatred will hate just hate and take any reason but mm-hmm. that somehow um, not having that life experience was a reason to feel less than right so a kind of um, awareness of a difference in uh, levels of life experience being turned into a reason to feel less than and so the message that had gone along with that was like you sh- like you know, somehow uh, losing uh, a grandmother who is at what is her 95th birthday on Sunday, um, it, you know, is not, the, there's that intellectual level of it's not a tragedy, it's that, you know, happy life of grandparent dies, parent dies, child dies, right? Mm-hmm. And this whole thing of somehow, you know, like you should be where people who've already gone through this are right? mm-hmm. <laughs> have mm-hmm. that level of mature, maturity and mm-hmm. in that seeing through that whole pipe operator thing the guidance that came through was have the workshop mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. is your life your life experience to have have the workshop mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so you could see the ego really trying to make you less than because you don't have as much life experience as someone who's in some cases decades older than you. And and what the guidance that dropped through around this workshop with your grandmother near her near the end of her life is have the workshop. Live you know, have it for you. This is your life. Yep. Yeah, because mm. yeah. Yeah, there's so much so much conditioning around, you know, the way to learn is to look out there and, you know, uh, well, look to projections in conditioned mind of what other people are doing and how they are and how they would be in this situation. And, and 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 that's how you learn <laughs> in that in that conditioned world and to uh to really um get it that the only way to the only way to learn it or not even learn but the only way to have an experience is to have an experience to go right through it and and um wow. yeah. yeah yeah and in that it's that capital letter place that <laughs> in the first conversation where there's that like capital e enjoyment right just that uh-huh. um the enjoyment of the process of revelation of all of that that I just described and the the, the enjoyment of um, the enjoyment of being the enjoyment of being with the enjoyment of like um, yeah just being here for all of that 
guidance, the enjoyment of the love, the enjoyment of really treasuring and tre- cherishing um, yeah. this other person, just all of it. Yeah, yeah, just that, yeah, that capital E uh, enjoyment of being with everything that is there in your life, the cherishing it all, getting to really experience it, to have it, to receive it, to not to have to leave yourself to go see what someone else experienced so that you can then learn from them and call that living, you know, but to really get to have the workshop yourself, the workshop of your life yourself. Right. And how yeah, enjoyable. Like, yeah, enjoy, it's enjoyable to participate in that. Yeah, in one's own life. Uh, life. Yeah, not a spectator sport. And um, yeah, yeah. I just had this image of like you know, hands open, and it's that that kind of enjoyment of just mm. yeah, hands open and you know, hands open and yes, that kind of thing. That kind yeah. Of thing. Just a hands open approach to life and the enjoyment of that, that that is the enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. This is Michael. Michael. Um, so this will sound like a broken record, but um, the topic is gratitude and. Um, it's just really amazing to me uh, the ways that practice has transformed and changed since this whole pandemic thing has has hit. And, uh, you know, I don't see all of you in person like I used to. And at the same time, practice has, has it, it, nothing about it has changed. The essence of it is there and I, feel it and I experience it and life is different in some ways and not at all different in other ways. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the supportive practice has been, um, just tremendous for me and, um, I'm incredibly grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Just a lot of gratitude. Just wanting to express a lot of gratitude for the supportive practice and, and just how through this whole pandemic it has been there. In some ways it's very different. In some ways it's exactly the same. And and just really acknowledging the, the huge support and gratitude that you feel in the participation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you, Michael. This is Renee. That's Renee. I would just like to um, say the same thing (laughs) Um, about gratitude and just to say how grateful I am for practice. And the energy conversation I really appreciated from several different folks tonight because it helped me see some recent events in my life that have helped, have, have provided cleared the way for more energy to be there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I didn't see it before. Um, I have I have a new person in my life at work who is very present and 
skillful at her job, and mm-hmm. it's really helping me um, become more skillful too and to free up energy for some work that I might not have wanted to do before, and it feels like now I'm, I'm able to do it with um, this other person who, it's like the awareness is twice as much because we're both working together, and, and I just hadn't seen that in that way, so it was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the conversations around energy help you see your own life situation in a different way and noticing how this person that you're now working with, the presence and, and the skill that they bring to the job is enabling you to bring a, a, a new level of, of skill to your work and even working on things that perhaps you hadn't been wanting or able to, to work on before. Yeah, because, you know, most of my job is a lot of that um, type of work that (laughs) isn't energy producing, um, you Mm -hmm. know, financial and legal and things like that. So so it's really nice to have um, the energy to do it, you know, Uh without it making me tired or or bored or whatever other thing might happen with it, you know, so, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, just noticing that you have more energy to do those things, and it's really nice to have the energy rather than feeling bored or depleted when, you know, you have to, to do those tasks that are a part of your job, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, um, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it's like there's something bigger that I'm working for. Yeah, um, yeah. And and I can feel it in my body, and I can, um, and it's like, I don't know, it's like there's a reason to do it, and I, I don't know how to put that into words. Um, yeah, no, you just, yeah, you just did. Yeah, yeah there's a, it yeah. really is. It's like that, just like that, that there's something bigger that, yeah. that this is uh, in service to, that this is working for, and, and really, um, well, no, I just forgot. I love, just lost the words used because they were so clear. But yeah, it's, it's it's part of something bigger. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, yeah. and that's being um, communicated um, mm-hmm. with this other person, and we both communicate it to mm-hmm. each other, and it's really, really um, motivating or get freeing up the energy. I don't. Yeah, maybe that's how you know. I don't feel yeah. bogged down by the work. I guess that's how I would say it. Yeah. 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 It's really opening things up, freeing the energy, not being not feeling so bogged down by the work by the work. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. And that's our time. Thank you everyone. Go happy. Go happy.